不知不觉接待了天使因为主曾说我总不必向你流行看顾为人的积举。耶稣基督昨日、今日、一直到永远是一样的。提升的话语，我们把时间交托给他们。Kenny。They never let me play my accordion. 那我完成我的弹一下我的手风琴。Whenever I want to play an accordion song, 每当我弹这个手风琴的时候，I need help. 我需要帮忙。Because when I put my fingers on the buttons, they all feel the same. 因为当我手指弹奏在每一个键盘的时候，听起来都一样的声音。How many of you take piano lessons or know how to read music? 你们中间有人曾经学过钢琴吗？ How do we know where to find where we are on the keyboard? 你们怎么知道在键盘上找到正确的位置？ I need middle C. 我的意思就是那个中央C。so on my accordion there is a little diamond I don't know if you can see it but there's a little button and it marks middle C and if I know where middle C is I can find anything Today, I'm going to give you eight verses. And if I only had eight verses to give you, I would give you these eight verses. If you were stranded on a desert island, 
And I could only give you eight verses. I would give you these eight verses. If I could have you remember eight verses. I would have you remember these eight verses. Let's get started. Verse one, keep on loving each other as brothers. And then remember verse two to keep loving strangers. Now those are two different things. Let's look at loving each other as brothers. Next slide. Keep on loving each other as brothers. In the book of Acts, it describes the church as people who loved each other. And they cared for each other. And they devoted themselves to each other. Whenever anybody had needs, it said they would even sell things and give to that person who had a need. What made, it says in the history books, what made people notice the Christians was how much they loved each other. And it says here, keep on doing that, doing that. And we come back to Jesus saying, I used to call you servants. But now I call you friends. It says that Jesus is the first of many brothers. It says that Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life for us. Love each other as brothers. It's always true. Next, verse 2. We're supposed to care for strangers. And we know what it's like to be a stranger. To be in a new place. To not know the language. Keep loving strangers. It goes back to the Old Testament when, when God said, I'm going to separate you out as a nation of Israel and say, you are special and I love you. But when you have foreigners in your midst, be good to them. That's not the natural reaction. 
foreigners are easy to take advantage of. I'm in a place where I don't know the language and the culture. I don't know how much to pay. 譬如说，我到一个地方，陌生的地方，甚至不知道那里的语言，我不知道该花多少钱买什么东西。And God says, "Don't be like that." 所以神教导我们说，你们不要欺负异乡人。So the promise throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament is be good to strangers. So from the Old Testament into the New Testament is be good to Will you thank Naomi Carey for more than 25 years of teaching English? Naomi, this sister, she taught English for 25 years. But that's what this verse means. This is what this verse means. Teach people and help them. It always talks in the Old Testament about being good to orphans and to strangers. Two groups of people that are pretty powerless. They use. They may need help, and they can't really give you anything in return. And God says, "Be good to them." And the picture is that Jesus says, "While we were still sinners, God loved us." Jesus Christ died for us. So there's that picture that we are to love as brothers because Jesus loved us as brothers. So he gave us a teaching, which is that Jesus Christ loved us as brothers. So we should love each other and be good to strangers because God loved us and was good to us when we were strangers. When we were strangers, God loved us and was good to us when we were strangers. When we were strangers, Oh, just one. Can we go back just a minute? Sometimes I get hung up on this idea that we should be good to strangers because sometimes we have entertained angels unaware. Because here there is a warning to us. Number one, that suggests that there may be angels among us. I've wondered sometimes if I'm dealing with someone that maybe they could be an angel. And as a judge, it almost never happens in court. But the thing I know for sure is, I probably won't know because we were unaware, and we will be unaware. But the fact is, I don't know. I don't know. All right, next slide. So the point is this, and then it goes on to say, "Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners." 接下来就是说，你们要纪念被捆绑的人，好像与他们同受捆绑。Remember those who are mistreated as if you were yourselves mistreated and suffering. 
也要纪念那些遭苦害的人想到自己也是一样遭到了苦害 And this is the verse and this is the idea that I always want you to remember 这就是这一句经文我希望你们能够永远记住 I think this is the key to being a loving person 我想这个就是能够成为一个充满爱心的人的关键 Remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. And one who's suffering as if you were suffering. It's that idea of putting yourself in their shoes. And what would you do and how would you care for someone if you really tried to understand what they were going through? So use all your creativity. Use your brilliant minds. And think about what is it they are going through. And then what is it that would be the best thing that I could do for them in their circumstance? Every good or creative thing I've ever done to the ch- in the church comes back to this idea. Next slide. And that's why this idea is really my life verse that I want to pass on to you. When Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, that is this idea. And not so much for selfish reasons, but what is best, is the ways that I would be best loved if I cared for someone. You know, in my work as a judge, I see people who get arrested. And they're addicted to drugs. And I was with a group on Friday night where someone said, God sent the Akron police to arrest me and put me in jail. And the most loving thing I can do as a judge sometime is keep somebody in jail. It's not what they want. But if they're in their right mind, it's what they need and what they want. And these same people talked about how God met them in jail. And they said, 
Jesus did that for us. We were imprisoned by our sins. We were separated from God. And Jesus said, I will pay for those sins. I'll make a way for you to be reconciled to God. I'll let you out of jail. What we needed most from him was for him to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus did for us what we would have him do for us. And whenever I get this right, um, it shows God's love, I think, the best. This goes back a while ago, but we used to own a house right by the campus. Zhou Jin would come over, and Hong Li would come over, and everybody would come over, and we would welcome new students who had just gotten into the country. And we would give them a couple of nights to sleep in our house so they wouldn't stay in a hotel and they could be on campus and it would be easy to get around. And we called it a bed and breakfast, but it wasn't like a fancy bed and breakfast. But if you were a new student, it was exactly what you needed. Because you were staying on campus, it was a safe, clean place to live. We had friends picking you up from the airport. We gave you a couple of meals every day. We didn't charge you any money. And we would say, this is the grace of God. And after two or three days, you could find an apartment. And people donated their furniture and we gave out furniture. Because we thought, if I was a new student, how would I want to be cared for? How can we do unto others as you would have them do unto you? And in the same way, Jesus Christ died for us because that's what we needed most. Next slide. Now we're going to talk about marriage. And I'm halfway through the eight verses I want you to know if you're on a desert island and I can't tell you anything else. Of course, if you're on a desert island and it's just you and your spouse, it should be easier to do this. Very important. Marriage should be honored by all. 很重要的, 婚姻人人都当尊重, 
keep the marriage bed pure. Uh, God judges an adulterer, someone who's married and strays outside their marriage. God judges all forms of sexual immorality. Any questions? Honoring marriage is very important. Next slide. Someone said, Do you know those people? No, I said, I want to show a young couple and an old couple. Honoring marriage is so important. It's always true that, that marriages are kind of an anchor in our society. And if you go back to the very earliest days of what the Bible says. Next slide. Two of the commandments address this idea. Married people do not commit adultery. Remain faithful to your spouse. And then the other idea is don't try to take another man's wife. This whole idea of, of sexual purity. I remember when I was single, I was single into my 30s. And someone said to me, if, if two people love each other, if two people love each other, why can't they be together in a sexual way? Why do they have to be married? And I said, it's because I think God wants them to learn to trust Him most. All the studies show that if, if you wait, it's better for trust in your marriage. If I get married and I was faithful with you and waited, then it, it, it'll show you that I can be faithful in the future. And that somehow being satisfied in this life in ways of sex and power and position is not the most important thing. If I only got to tell you one story about this, I want to tell you this story. Next slide. It's a story about a college professor. And he'd been doing his job a while and he had children in high school. Children in high school. So he's married, he has children in high school, and yet he has a lot of troubles at his university. He stopped advancing in his field. He stopped advancing in his field. And the dean doesn't like him. And he feels at home that they don't appreciate him. And he would move if he could, but it would be hard on his children. And 
And when he says people don't appreciate him, it's it's like they don't see him and they don't listen to him. And it's kind of true. Everybody gets wrapped up in their own things. And he's frustrated. Because he feels stuck. And a young along comes a younger co-worker, a woman. She's funny and pretty and bright. And she likes him. She laughs at his jokes. And he feels better about his situation. And he's looking forward because he's waiting on his front porch to go to a conference with this younger female co-worker. Even though he's always been faithful to his marriage, his feelings are changing. And as he waits on the porch, he's thinking what will probably happen when the two of them go away to this conference together. And then he thinks about it some more. And he thinks, what will be the long-term effect if I have an affair with this woman? He says, it's just like horse trading. Horse trading is an old western term for finding a better horse. It's kind of like trading in your old car. And even though he had promised to remain faithful to his wife, he wants to get a younger model. And then he thinks, what happens when I'm older and she wants to get a younger model? I'll be alone at that time. So he says, this idea of not keeping my marriage has great consequences. It's like it tears the fabric of society. And this kind of trading in, it's like it poisons the water. We must always honor marriage. We should honor God with our bodies whether we're single or married. And we keep our vows even when it's hard. Because 
because Jesus did that for us. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way that we are. But he was still without sin. God provides a way of escape for temptation in every form. But he needs us to be faithful. And it's especially true in marriage. Next slide. It's going to get harder. Keep your lives free from the love of money. That's the negative. Here's how the positive be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Now let's look at the negative. The love of money, next slide. The love of money is the root of all evil. All sorts of bad things grow out of the love of money. There's envy for what other people have. It, it makes it hard to be generous. Let's go back to the positive. Next slide. Be content with what you have. How? We can be content because God says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Next slide. And that is a promise that we hear throughout the Bible. It's here in Hebrews, it was there in Deuteronomy. God is always with us. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. If God is for us, who can be against us? Next slide. So we'll say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. I will be content. Next slide. We must have confidence in God. To trust in Him. God is with us. That's one of those central middle sea kind of beliefs. We can trust Him. No matter what. It's the same thing we read in the psalm this morning. Next slide. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. 
always hold on to the idea that God is with us. So remember to always love his brothers. To be good to strangers. To love as if it was us. To love as if for, for prisoners, for those who are suffering. To keep the marriage bed pure. To not love money, but instead to trust God. Because God is always with us. Next slide. We're almost done. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. We don't worship people, but we remember them. And we follow and remember them as we consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Who was that that spoke the word of God to you? Who is it that speaks the word of God to you? Who are the people that, that you can imitate and follow in their faith? First Sunday in May is a special time traditionally for for my family. Because it was the time when family would always gather in a reunion. So for me to be grateful and to remember those that, who influenced me and helped me, I should begin with my own family first. So next slide. So every first Sunday, I have our the graves prepared for all the members of my family. So but even more now, you are my family. Next slide. And we have spent 35 years together here. And there's only one or two of you that have been here the whole time. But we should remember as we celebrate all of those who've been here and who've, who've gone other places and who've loved and spoken the word of God to us. Through you, there's been so much good, and you've influenced my faith in such strong ways. I only get to use one picture, so I chose this one. A picture of Minya and me when we both had dark hair. But I remember Teresa and the life she lived. And I remember the other Teresa in Austin. And Anna and Andrew were here two weeks ago. And, and Cecilia, Cecilia, and and uh, and and Greg, and and so many that have been part and have just worked their way through their faith, not just into my life, but into each other. The best 
best verse for this is the idea that Paul said when he said, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So that we see this continuing model of what it means to be a Christian by the way we follow each other. And as we do it, we keep reflecting and echoing who God is. And throughout time, it keeps bringing us back. It always brings us back to Middle Sea. To love as brothers. To be good to strangers. To live as if and care for people, as if it was happening to us, to do unto others, because Jesus did that for us. To honor marriage and to keep the marriage bed pure. Jesus endured every form of temptation yet without sin. To not love money, but to be content with what we have because God is always with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. To consider our leaders and the outcome of their faith and to follow them as they follow Christ. Because, next slide, God never changes. That's what we sang this morning. Because, next slide, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And we invite you to trust Him. To put your hope in Him. Who loved us as we needed to be loved. Who made a pattern for us to follow after Him. Who paid for our sins. If you believe in Him, you'll never perish. But have everlasting life. And a great adventure here. Will you pray with me, please? Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our anchor. You are the one that is our center, that we always come back to you. Throughout history, Middle Sea is always the same, Lord Jesus. You never change. The same yesterday, today, and forever. We praise you with our mouths and our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.